Our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Baluga! Did you hear that? That's your moose asking for Manscaped. The premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Both super practical, and they smell great too. Get 20% off shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to the radio voice of the San Jose Earthquakes, Ted Ramey, good friend of mine, about the MLS returning to play to their regular season scheduled format. Now, a couple of weeks ago, they did hold the MLS's back tournament, and it appeared that they had done everything to a T, that they were playing in a bubble, the Earthquakes were playing well, there were no positive tests, but now, since they have crowned a champion in their tournament, they will return to a second-half 18-game regular season schedule. The Earthquakes are scheduled to kick off tonight, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN+, Plus, or you can listen on KNBR 1050 against the Portland Timbers. The Timbers, a difficult team, made it all the way to the MLS is back championship game. Of course, the San Jose Earthquakes were ousted in the quarterfinal by Minnesota FC. Espinosa, top of the 18th shot. Oh, a banger from distance! It's Wednesday, August 26th. It's a joy now to welcome in one of my good friends. Ted, we did the seam heads together. We've uh, we've shot the bull talking baseball, and now we get to talk one of your favorite things, the San Jose Earthquakes. It's a TED Talk here on the update. Ted, what's going on, man? Not much, Copes. Uh, just, you know, trying to find some quality air to breathe. Otherwise, I'm doing rather well, man. Excited for Major League Soccer to resume once again, because I got a pun for you, Copes. I'm stealing this from Reddit, so I will credit our MLS. But the the joke is, now that MLS is back from MLS is back, MLS is back. (laughs) Okay, MLS is back. And this is something, before we even started recording today, I needed some clarification from you, because we had like the Champions League final, if you're an international soccer fan, if you're following Europa Cup, all that stuff has been going down. And of course, the MLS is back tournament. Let's start there, because obviously everything gets held and goes on pause with the uh, the pandemic getting hit. We experienced that with what happened during baseball with you and I doing the, the podcast and trying to figure out when they were going to get back. But it seemed like the MLS and the NBA got things right by doing things in the bubble down in Florida in Walt Disney World. I think what was fun for any anybody who's an international soccer fan is you got some group stage play. You got a little tournament put together and I don't know if you want to crown it like it's a midseason single a baseball champion, but the MLS is back tournament. I thought was fun. And the San Jose earthquake showed up to play. Yeah, they played really well. And you know, the goal going into it was to make the quarterfinals and that's not like a team wide goal, but that was actually kind of what my color announcer on the broadcast, Joe Cannon said, you know, he looked at it and said, they've got to get to the quarterfinals for it to be considered a success. That's what they did. And the most important things, Copes, to provide clarity is that the first three games of the MLS's tournament was part of the regular season. So the Earthquakes played three games and they played two additional ones 
in the knockout rounds, but they earned seven points of a potential nine. So you got a draw and two straight wins, which puts them in a pretty good position right now that games are being played again. The Earthquakes are above the red line in the Western Conference, and they're in seventh right now. To go big picture compared to last year, Copes, first four, five games of the year last year, the Earthquakes had three points. We had one win in their fifth game of the year, and then they lost their sixth game. So the Earthquakes threw five games played. They're at eight points on the year. So it's a big step up in the second year of Matias Almeida's helm at the head coach of the Quakes. Important to note that the Quakes are going to kick off again Wednesday night. That's when their season, the Quakes are back, are back again, right? Is the way this is going down. Now, important to note as well that these games aren't being played in a bubble, that this is an actual sort of truncated scheduled season, which I thought was sort of funny when reading about this and that we just mentioned they did everything right. They had it by the book. They did things the way they were supposed to. We've seen how successful the bubble has been during the pandemic, but now they're going to go the other way. They're getting away from the NBA and they're going to do it the way baseball is doing it. And we've seen the problems that baseball's had you would think that because things were done so well in the bubble that maybe they would try to get the rest of these 18 games in inside of a bubble but instead they're going to allow teams to travel and there's also some teams because of the local and state guidelines that are going to allow fans in the stadium what do you think about what's going on 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 that front Ted I think in terms of letting fans into the stadiums, it's probably a bad look. I'm not in charge of that. That's above my pay grade. But if it was me, I would not allow that if I was in charge. But at the other side of it, you're talking about people's livelihoods. I worry that someone's going to get sick. And that's just the the worrying nature of me. And I can't not have that reaction to this. But I understand you're talking about people you know, needing a distraction from what's been a pretty crappy year in 2020. And if they want to take that educated risk and go to a game, then, you know, I suppose that's how it goes. I just, I worry about somebody getting sick. Listen, the bubble, it's impractical to ask all these athletes, whatever the sport is, to spend that much time away from their families and their homes. So I understand why they are limiting the bubble usage, even though we say it's a, you know, it's a slam dunk. We've seen that with the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Soccer, that it works. I mean, I don't want to get into greater economic discussions here, but I know a lot of people who have lost a lot of money because of this, and we got to figure out how to how to live with it. That's part of it is pro sports, which is a huge industry for people that are not limited to those that are on the field. Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, had made a statement a couple of months back saying that, you know, the MLS was maybe at risk of losing a billion dollars if they're to go on without fans and to go on with the way they've been playing. Now, some of these teams, Dallas and Nashville, played a game last week where they were going to allow up to 5,000 fans. I think their attendance was just under 3,000 people. They were socially distanced. But I do wonder that based on the small capacities of these teams, I think if you look around pro sports in general, most of the money coming into these organizations around pro sports is not necessarily necessarily from gate income, right? I think we look around and we say that's TV deals. And because the MLS has been rapidly growing and stadiums are popping up, franchises are popping up. I think it serves to believe that the league may survive and be okay. Some of these franchises, even without fans in the stands. Yeah, I think they will survive because the owners of these franchises are backed by big money, but in major league soccer is more comparable to maybe some of the smaller conference college football teams because the gate is still such a huge part of it. The next TV contract was supposed to be a game changer for Major League Soccer. The NFL couldn't have every game for the rest of their existence in a soundstage, and they'd still be making money hand over fist. I mean, if you look at the top-rated TV programs year after year, the top 100 programs are dominated by the NFL. Major League Soccer is, you know, it's a lot of teams 
that need those gates for the revenue. So it's it's not quite there yet. It's trending in the right direction, but the gates are still a big deal. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. I want to ask you about a roster move here with the earthquakes because there was this time off, and as you said, we're still middle of the season. This isn't a complete off season or anything. They just sort of paused after the tournament, and now they're getting back into the start of regular season games. Magnus Eriksson, who was brought in a couple of years ago for the Quakes, he was really good for them in the MLS's back tournament. He's a winger, guy from Sweden. He's now been transferred back to Sweden. Is that correct? That is correct. The rumor's been popping up for a while, and you know, I don't really know all the details about this because usually, you know, I'm with the team copes and traveling with these guys and I hear a thing that's going on and I'm having dinner with, you know, the GM and the chief operating officer and stuff. And so I get a little bit more insight. And so I haven't had that the same way this year. So I wonder, maybe he looked at the situation in the States and said, I'd like my family to go back to Europe where maybe it's a little bit, you know, more in control and healthcare system. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but I also look at this and wonder, you know, maybe the earthquakes weren't planning on extending him or re-signing him and they thought they could maybe get some, you know, a bit of a transfer value back out of this. I, you know, it's it's curious because he's a good player, but they might have also looked at it and said that that's a gap we can fill at the same time. He was a very polarizing figure because of the way he played. I thought he was great. He was not the flashiest, fastest guy out there, but when he got the ball at his feet, the ball went forward. He just wasn't a very flashy or pacey player. I thought he was a very smart player, just did not excite people who wanted the exciting type of player. But I was kind of bummed about this last night. I was talking to my wife. I was like, dude, the last time I saw him was on March 7th. It was before the game. I was walking through the hallways and, you know, said hi to him, gave him a quick bro hug with the hand clasp and, you know, said, hey, have a good game. And then I'm never going to see the guy again where, you know, <laughs> you make these friendships with these people. I travel with these guys. 17 weekends a year, at least I'm on the road with them sometimes for a week at a time. You hang out, you talk, you know, everybody has a good time. There've been times after games where everybody's having, you know, beers together and hanging out in the hotel lobby and stuff at the, you know, the bar restaurant area. And you, you get to know these guys. Now I'm like, dude, he just went to Sweden. What am I going to talk to him again? <laughs> you, uh, is it Eurovision? I don't know. You're going to yeah. have to get over there for some. You, you won't hear from him no more. That's it. dude. He's gone. <laughs> That's it. Ted. It's sort of funny though, with the way transfer windows and, and for those who don't know with international soccer, the way it works is you can only trade a player or, or sell a player or buy a player or loan a player in certain windows of time. And because the MLS schedule doesn't line up with that of the EPL or the La Liga schedule or the Bundesliga schedule, their transfer window is a little different. It's sort of, to me, is kind of like how that African Cup of Nations is Africa, being that they're in a, a different um, hemisphere, right? They've got a different schedule for their summer cup, and players always have to leave the team to go play in that Cup of Nations, whereas everybody else is playing their national or international tournaments in the summertime. It's just sort of backwards from everybody else. Well, dude, I mean, I hear people... They're like, oh, the United States needs to switch to the Europe. I'm like, dude, go to Minnesota in November, <laughs> December, January. You think you're playing a game? Like, you can barely play football outside. Like, there's a reason that going to Green Bay to play the Packers in the wintertime is, like, the most imposing thing in sports. You want to play yeah. soccer? Like, I've broadcast games in the snow in New England before. And it's freezing in the booth. And the guy, they're kicking a pink ball around because they can't see the regular colored ball in the snow. The people who try and make the comparisons of the switch schedule and I don't know, they they live in a crazy little bubble. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the transfer windows are a little bit weird, but it's how it is. I, I always tell people America is the only first world nation with third world weather. 
And actually, I was reading an article this morning that America has, no, that's a literal statement. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or inflammatory, but that's the United States has the most severe weather in the world, I believe. There's a study about this, whether it's the wildfires or the tornadoes or the hurricanes and the mudslides and the flooding. I mean, the United States literally gets it all. And so to try and do more outdoor sports in the winter, I'm like, yeah, let's go to Kansas City in February and have a, or in January and just, you know, start playing outside every day. That, that'll be fun. You shouldn't have that problem. Not, Ted, you won't be traveling when they when they get back on the road, are you? No, it's like baseball and what I imagine football will be. It's going to be me at the Earthquake Stadium for home games, which is nice. But when they're on the road, we'll be doing it like we did in the MLS's back tournament, just calling it off to in the broadcast booth at Earthquake Stadium like we're watching you know, John Miller and Ken Korak do. And uh, by the way, the, the best part of the baseball season so far is John Miller's descriptions of the TV not being in line with what the other TV and the audio is showing. He does give you a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. I had one in one of my games. Where I was like, and it's a pass to Magnus on the outside. Who's cutting in? And the feed is frozen. And like, it was like a big buildup. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, just and the, the feed is frozen. The television feed is frozen. I'm like, I never prepared for that. It's so funny because I, I met Lon Simmons one time, uh, you know, rest in peace, the great Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Giants, and told him I wanted to get A's. into broadcasting and, and the A's, of course. I was I can't leave him out. I always forget. Coming over <laughs> from New York, of course. But, uh, you know, he says, uh, look at what you see on the field and then tell the listener what you're seeing. <laughs> so for you, Ted, look around at that TV screen and tell the listener what it is you're seeing. Dude, it's funny that you bring that up, Copes, because my dad's first job in radio was literally as like an intern, like low-level person for Lon Simmons, like literally cutting up tape for him back in the day. And that line, you know, say what you see, that's literally what my dad has always said to me. And he always credits that to Lon Simmons. So it's funny to hear another person beyond my dad say that. It's pretty good stuff, man. The great Hal Ramey. Always, it all comes back to the great Hal Ramey, man. Anytime we can slip him in. And his work is affected this year, too, because he works for Cal Football, does uh, halftime and postgame stuff for them. You know, usually his Saturdays are spent doing, you know, college football prep and he's at practice during the week. So his semi-retirement gig is also up in the air. You know, we plan on spring football, but that's a plan right now. As we've seen, Copes, 2020 is, well, it's melting into 2021 sooner rather than later. And uh, who knows? Careful, man. He may come back for your job. He may come back after uh, looking for your Quakes gig. He might. Then we're going to be like, oh, the guy in the Hall of Fame? Let's go take that guy. Sorry, (laughs) Ted. Get out of here. Ted, it's always fun to talk to you, man. I appreciate the time. Uh, You'll be on the call Wednesday night when the uh, the Earthquakes take on the Portland Timbers. That game's on ESPN+. Plus. But, of course, you can listen to it and listen to our guy, Ted Ramey, KNBR. 1050 is where that game will be broadcast. So, Ted, we'll talk to you down the road, man. We'll catch up with you probably about some A's talk a little bit later, man. Sounds good, Copes. You take it easy, man. Fun conversation. Always love talking to our guy, Ted Ramey, and he does such a good job. He and Joe Cannon on those calls over on KNBR Ted 50. That's what we like to call it over at the leader. Fun stuff talking to Ted today. Make sure you give the Earthquakes a watch. 18 games left. Who knows how much longer we've got Chris Wondolowski, and they were playing some real good soccer at the end of that MLS's back tournament. Exciting stuff. For full coverage of sports in the Bay Area, subscribe to the update on Google Podcasts. The Athletic is the world's fastest-growing sports media publication. Get in-depth sports stories you won't find anywhere else. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting theathletic.com slash Google. 
Special thanks to Ted Ramey. Thank you to Brian Smith, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to us. Try to give you a little variety. Fun talking some earthquake soccer today. But when we talk to you later this week, it'll be a focus on the NBA. The Warriors officially with the number two pick. The Giants are red hot. Football right around the corner. So much to talk about in the coming weeks. Thanks for checking us out today. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.